Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Between zero and one times, people will try things and then they quit. Great exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves anyone, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today we're going to talk about how to reverse the oncoming effects of if you may be getting towards depression. And I'll explain that in a second. Now, before we get into it, I'm going to break it down into some pieces also. But before we get into that, let me tell you, I want to have a daily motivation text message that I send out free of charge every single day to everyone who's in my text community. This is a message that is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point every single day. And that sounds like something that you wish to be or remain. All you got to do is send me a text at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And every day when I send out the daily motivation text, since you are in my text community, and that is the only reason why, you'll be getting this daily motivation straight to your phone every day. And the other thing I want to tell you before we get started is that my 30 Days to Discipline course is now available at workonyourgame.com slash 30. It does exactly as the title says it does within 30 days. You'll be finishing everything you start. You will no longer leave things half done and undone. And because of all this, you'll rebuild the trust in yourself, which means your productivity is going to be up. Well, you'll rebuild trust in yourself because your productivity is up. You're actually getting things done. You're finishing projects. You have that follow through and you can stop looking in the mirror and being pissed at yourself for not having follow through, which is a challenge that I know many people out there have. Again, that's at workwhenyourgame.com slash three zero for 30 days of discipline. The links to both that daily motivation text and the 30 days of discipline are down below in the description. Now, how to reverse depression. If you feel like you're on the way, definition of depression here, this dictionary definition, not the clinical definition, dictionary definition says to feel utterly dispirited or dejected. Okay. What we're going to do today, or what I'm going to do, is I'm going to look at a three piece triad that leads to depression. There are three specific steps that have to be in place for a person to start to feel depressed. And you need to go through all three of these to feel it. 
And then what we're going to do as I go through these pieces, what I'm going to do is actually reverse engineer each one of these steps that's on the way to depression and help turn them around to help you get into a positive space. So if you can head off one, two, or even all three of these, then you can stay away from depression. So if you feel like you are in a depressed state right now, I guarantee that all three of these pieces apply to you. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, we're going to start and get to the finish of talking about how you can undo these steps that you've already taken. Basically, go down the steps, you've already been your way up the steps, or up the steps, you've already been your way down the steps, however you choose to look at it. Let's get into it. Point number one. Topic, once again, is how to reverse depression. Number one, first piece of the triad that must be in place for a person to feel depressed. And again, you're going to need all three of these, not just one of them. The first piece is you're looking at a situation and you're saying things are bad. Things are just not working. For example, today as I'm recording, I got some things that I'm working on that are not moving as fast as I want them to move. I'm not getting the every outcome that I want to be getting in the moment. But at the same time, I'm not looking at it like things are bad. Because things are bad means like it's not just that you have something that you need to work on because there's no human on the planet for whom every single thing that they have going on in life is all perfect and excellent all at the same time. Nobody has that. We all have something that we need to work on, get better at. Maybe we even consider it to be bad. But the first step in depression is when you're looking around and from what you can see from your personal perspective, everything looks bad. Like you can't even find anything positive in your life to even look at. If you had to take stock of your whole life, you don't see anything positive. All right. This is the first step. You have to have this in order to go in the direction of, again, that definition, utterly dispirited and dejected. All right. It's hard to feel dispirited if you could point out three, four, five, or 20 things in your life that are positive for you. But if you can't find any, then you're on your way. Now, again, doesn't mean you're all the way there. It's only one step out of three here. So while not everybody in life is depressed, most people, I would think most people are not depressed, but you know, this depression is one of those things that with mental health becoming a more popular thing, I think some people, because of the way it's been being talked about and taught, is that many people are kind of finding a way to be it, even if they aren't it, simply because it's drawing a ton of attention in some ways, in that convoluted way for some people. Again, not for everybody. So a lot of people look at situations that are less than ideal, and they frame them in their mind to be a lot worse than they actually are. And this is the first step towards depression, is when you look at a situation that is not what you want, granted, but then you make it seem like it's just completely terrible and nothing's ever going to work out. I have things going on in my life and in my business that are not going the way that I want them to go. But at the same time, I'm not looking at it like, oh my God, this is this is terrible. It will never be good. And this is just horrendous. And you no, know, things are just, this is just as bad as it could possibly get. I'm not looking at it like that. I'm looking at it like, okay, this is not what I want right now, but I'm going to take this step, this step, this step. I got to wait on this person over here. I got to wait till this goes through over here. And this much time has to go by. And then we got to try this and try that. And then it's going to get to where I want to get it to. But if you just listen to what I just said, just listen to the language that I use there. I'm talking about all the ways that it will eventually get to where I want it to get to, given some things that I'm going to do and some things that I got to wait on, some things that are 50-50, some things I got to hope for, some things that I'm angling towards. But I'm putting myself in an empowering position of this is going to get better because I'm looking at it in a positive frame because I have some control over the situation. In one of his many lectures that he did after he wrote Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill posed this question to his audience and he said, how many times do you think the average person tries something before they quit? Let me pose that question to the audience listening to me now. How many times do you think the average person tries something before they quit? Just give me a number. All right, think, just think of the number in your head. 
Okay, all you thought of number? Okay. The answer is somewhere between zero and one. That's it. That's how many times the average person tries something. Now, you may wonder, how can somebody try something zero times? Well, the thing is, many people think of doing things and they never actually act on them. So that's where the zero comes from. They're bringing the average down. And then you have a handful of people who will try something one time, not get the outcome that they want, and then they never try again. So that's how the average is somewhere between zero and one. Very few people try more than once for anything if they don't get the outcome the first time. So any of you who's the type of person who will try something more than once, if you don't get the outcome from the first time, then you are clearly a exception to the rule because most people don't. Most people quit before they even try one time. Everybody else, again, one time, don't get the outcome. They never try again. Why is this? Because many people never believe in themselves in the first place. So even when they do try, quote unquote, all they're doing is they're just waiting for things to not go right. They're already expecting them to not go right, which is helping the situation, helping it not go right, that is. They never believed in the first place. So they get their quote unquote try, don't get it. And then they say, okay, well, I tried and they don't do it anymore. This is pretty much how it works. So here's the fix to this point. See things as they are, but not worse than they are. This requires you to have a high level of objectivity and you got to be truthful with yourself. I talked about this in episode 2009. The title is Truth is Objective. Understand that truth does not necessarily mean negative. And this is where the way a lot of people see the word truth. They hear somebody say they're going to tell the truth, then you think that means it's going to be negative. No, truth just means you're looking at things clearly as they are and not making them worse than they are. I talked about how to be objective in episode 1808 and also explained to you how objectivity became the new controversy in episode 1800. So if you haven't listened to those, then I would suggest you do that as well. And I would also suggest that you take a look at episode 2167 where I told you how being right versus being accurate are not the same thing. And when I tell you to be objective and see things as they are, then what I'm telling you here is to be accurate, not to be right. Because see, when you're being right, all you're doing is trying to prove your opinion. You're trying to make your opinion the winner in a conversation, even if you're having a conversation with yourself. When you're being accurate, what you're doing is you are measuring things based on how they actually are, regardless of your opinion, regardless of your feelings regardless of your emotions. So that's the difference between being right and being accurate. So listen to episode 2167 if you're not sure what I mean here when I say see things as they are, not worse than they are. And the reason why you shouldn't go off your emotions and your feelings here is because as human beings, we're all emotional creatures. Our emotions tend to paint things in the direction of wherever our emotions happen to be in that moment. So if we're feeling good, we make things seem better than they are. And if we're not feeling so great, we make things seem worse than they are. This is because many people do not know how, not they don't know how, many people have never learned how to control their emotions. Because if you can't control your emotions, then this is one of your biggest problems and it can lead to depression when it goes in the wrong direction unchecked. In episode 2155, I told you how emotions are great gas pedals, but they are terrible steering wheels. So you must learn how to control your emotions, which I explained in episode 2123, how to control your emotions. I also explain to you how you can emotionally detach and still produce. That's in episode 1781. And I told you that you're in the emotional management business back in episode 560. So I'll give you plenty of resources here to learn how to do this. You have to learn to look at yourself and your situations objectively, even though your emotions are screaming at you and trying to get you to look at them in an emotional way. You must learn how to detach from this. The same way you can detach from looking at anybody else's situation because you're not as emotionally connected to another human as you are to yourself. You have to learn how to do this with yourself and other people can help you with this, but you should develop the ability to detach emotionally on your own in situations as well. So when people have the ability they have the discipline to look at things objectively, 
or the first part of what makes people feel depressed is when you see things as worse than they actually are. And this happens when a person lacks the discipline to look at their situation in an objective way. And they then, because of that, they don't have the confidence to believe that there's some positive they can draw from the situation that they're facing. And listen, the situation may not be great. They may be right that it's not great, but you also have to have the discipline to search for what's the positive that I can take from this circumstance that I'm in. And then you get the discipline or the confidence that could help you with the situation at hand. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is how to reverse the effects of oncoming depression. If you feel it coming on or maybe you're already there. Second piece of the triad is you saying to yourself, not only are things bad, because again, you need all of these together. Not only are things bad, there's nothing that I can do about it. This is the second step towards depression. There's nothing I can do about the situation. Not only is it terrible, that's the first number in the combination lot. Second number is I can't fix it and I am just a victim of the circumstance. This goes right back to the three tools of discipline, confidence, and mental toughness. If you notice here, when you have these three attributes, discipline, confidence, and mental toughness, you know that there's always something you can do about a situation. That's the discipline. Knowing that there's something you can do is confidence in knowing that you are the one who can do something. And the mental toughness is knowing that even though it doesn't look good now, because of your efforts, you can make it good. That's where discipline, confidence, and mental toughness come in. So when you have these attributes, you know that you can fix any situation. You can turn anything around from where it is to where you want it to be. Even if the only thing you can do right now in the moment, if the only thing you do is change the way that you think about a situation, if that's all you do right now, that's something. And changing the way you think about a situation is a big change. Because when you think about depression, what is depression? Depression is not something that happens to you. It's not an action that occurs to you. It's not like you're walking down the street and depression comes and chases you down and you no know, ties you up. Right? Depression is not something that hits you in the face. Depression is a way of thinking. It's something that has taken over your mind. So when you change the way that you think of a situation, you can put yourself in a certain mental frame to where depression can never get into you simply because you're in a frame of mind. Either you don't see things as worse than they actually are, like we talked about in point number one, and or you're a type of person who always knows that you're empowered to do something about a situation regardless of how bleak the situation may look in the moment. This is what we're talking about here in point number two. And there's no another thing you can do we'll get to in point number three. So your ability to change the way you think about a situation can kill off any possible depression before it even happens. If you do just even one of the three fixes that I'm sharing here today, everybody following me so far? Many people simply lack the mental toughness and the discipline to keep trying on anything that is not going the way that they want it to go in the current moment. Many people just don't have the discipline to keep showing up, doing the work day after day, despite the fact, because of the fact that they're not getting the outcome that they want. Most people, like I told Napoleon Hill said it, between zero and one times, people will try things and then they quit because they're not getting the outcome that they want. So they just stop trying. They just don't do it anymore. This explains why that number is that number. So any of you who thought the average person tries something six times or four or 22, no, zero and one, because most people have no discipline. That's the showing up every day and they have no mental toughness. That's the keep showing up when it's not working part. The question is not about most people. The question is, what are you doing? The fix to this, uh, this challenge of there's nothing I can do about it because you need this to feel depressed. If you feel like there's nothing you can do about it, you may be on your way to depression. Here's the fix. Condition yourself with empowering language, the way that you talk to yourself and not just when you get into a challenging situation. So you don't call on empowering language just when you get into a challenging situation, the same way that those of you who are religious 
Uh, you don't go run into the church or to the synagogue or to the mosque or to your religious text when you get into a tough situation or you need something, right? You're supposed to do it consistently. So when you do need something, you already got a relationship there. Same way if you're a salesperson, you don't go run into your audience and try to sell them something just when you have something to sell, but you never talk to them any other time. All right, you got to be giving value all the time. So when it's time for you to sell something, they already know I can trust you. All right, it's the exact same thing. You have to be empowering yourself with your language. We call this mental conditioning is the first chapter. If any of you have read my book, most of you who are watching this should have read this book right here called Work On Your Game. If you don't have it, you can get it by going to workonyourgamebook.com. The very first chapter of that book is called Mental Conditioning. And the reason why mental conditioning is the first chapter of the book is because if you are not conditioned, it doesn't matter how much skill or ability you have or talent or resources or opportunity, you won't have the energy to actually act on it and take advantage of it. So that's why it matters so much. So you don't use empowering language just when you're in a challenging situation. You use it all the time. So this is something you do on a daily basis. That's why we call it conditioning. Conditioning means consistent. Okay. You get yourself ready for the inevitable challenging situations in life, even in the times where there is no challenging situation. This is the discipline, doing it even when it doesn't seem necessary. I was talking to a client of mine recently who might be listening to this, and I was telling him we were talking about their fitness. And I said to them, look, you need to be stretching and foam rolling because this person likes to work out. They work out every day. I say, you need to be stretching and foam rolling consistently, even though you don't feel like you, quote unquote, need to be stretching and foam rolling. I explained to this person that as they get older, their body is not going to bounce back and respond as easily as it did you know, 10 years ago. It's going to respond a lot slower and a lot differently 10 years from now. And if you are stretching and foam rolling, you're building a habit of doing it now. It will be a lot easier on your body 10 years from now. But if you don't do it now, you're going to pay for it in 10 years, even though it doesn't seem like it's doing anything today. You need to be doing it anyway. This is the discipline, folks. It's the same thing that I'm telling you with your mindset and the way you condition yourself. You must have the discipline to do this even when it seems like it's unnecessary. So when something does happen, guess what? You're already ready for it. Empowering language is simply the things that you say to yourself. This is also known as auto-suggestion or self-affirmation that allow you to feel stronger, more capable, able to handle, do, or create any circumstance. That's what empowering language means. If you've never done this before, the first time you do it, the first few times you do it, you may even feel a little bit silly, you know, saying this positive stuff to yourself and you won't maybe may, may not even see you doing it. But guess what? You won't be calling it silly when it comes to the time that you actually need it. All right. This is the reason why I wrote the mental workbook. The mental workbook is written to help you create and use empowering language on yourself on a consistent basis because of what it does is that it builds up your mindset builds up your mindset so that your mentality is conditioned. Mindset is not something that you get when you go hear a motivational speaker talk or the 30 minutes that you listen to the show every day or you know read some book that got you all hyped up. Mental conditioning is something that you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Same way you breathe and brush your teeth and take a shower every day. All right, it's the same thing that you do when you condition your mind. All right, and it matters just as much. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is how you stave off depression when you feel it coming on. Number three, here's the third piece of the triad in order to feel depressed is you say to yourself, there is nothing positive in my future and is not going to get better. So the three pieces is first, you say things are terrible. You don't see anything positive in your life. Second, you say nothing I can do about it. You are not empowered to change the terrible situation. And the third, here's the third piece of the triad is nothing positive in the future. So that not only is the present bad and I'm powerless to do anything about the present, the future is going to be just as bad, if not worse, is not going to get better. You have all three of those. You are depressed. This is the final piece. This is basically the nail in the coffin when it comes to depression. It's terrible now. I'm powerless to do anything. 
and the future is only going to be worse or just as bad. Because even if the situation is not great today, like I could be looking around and saying, you know what, right now it's terrible and I can't do anything about the terror that I'm dealing with right now. But you know what, tomorrow's going to be great. Next week's going to be amazing. You know what, I got a vacation coming up in a month. I at least got something positive to look forward to. All right. Even if you think it's horrible right now in your life, if you have something positive to look forward to, you won't be depressed because at least you can think about the positive thing that's on the way. But if you can't even see something positive in the future and the present's terrible and you can't do anything about it, oh, you got a problem. Because even if the situation is not great now, again, the light at the end of the tunnel will allow us to keep getting up the next day and the next day, right? But if you don't see anything positive coming, there's nothing you can do about it. Well, why even keep trying? All right, here's the fix. Now, if you are ever finding yourself saying the future, I don't see anything in my future that looks like it's going to be positive. Here's what you do. Write your script of what you want things to be in your life. I'm not saying you're going to actually do it. I'm not asking you to logically explain how it's going to happen. Here's all I'm telling you to do. And sometimes you got to put your logic away. All right, here's what I need you to do. Let me say it again. I want you to write down everything that you want to be in existence in your life. Just write down, write it down like you're writing out a script of a play or a movie. All right, so just suspend your rational, realistic, quote unquote, thinking for a minute and just write down everything that you want to achieve in life. Everything you want to be true about your life. Let's say that. Doesn't even have to be an achievement. It's everything you want to be true. And get detailed. Write it down to the detail. Just like an actor or a playwright writing out a script for a movie. Okay. Then after you do that, I want you to remind yourself of the script on a consistent basis and then go out and live the script. That's it. Three step process. Now, does writing your script mean that everything you write down is automatically going to start happening? No, it's not going to happen just because you wrote it down. But as long as you keep conditioning your mind with what you want things to be, these things do eventually come to fruition. I am proof positive that this is true because I've been doing this exact practice for years. And anyone I work with, I have them go through this exercise. Now, and this is why I wrote the mental workbook, which I just mentioned. If you don't have that book, you go to workonmygame.com slash workbook, workonmygame.com slash workbook. Get your copy of the mental workbook or when you get your free copy of the mirror motivation on the third day, we offer this as part of the mental game, super duper bundle, a four book bundle which includes work on your game, which I already mentioned, 30 Days of Discipline Manual, Bulletproof Mindset Manual, and the uh, Mental Workbook as well. So I wrote it to show you how to do it yourself. And I just laid out, write down what you want in life, remind yourself of the script consistently, and then go out and actually live out what you wrote down. Now, is it that simple? Yes. How do you do it? I just told you, get the Mental Workbook. I just laid this all out for you. So anytime you feel like you're getting into a depressive state, you must have these three pieces in place, and I gave you a fix for all three. So let's recap today's class, which is how to reverse depression. This is the dictionary definition of depression, not the clinical one. This definition is to feel utterly dispirited or dejected. Let's reverse engineer how we fix this. The first piece of the depression triad is you saying things are bad. You're looking around and you can't find anything positive in your situation or in your space. Here's the fix for that. Start seeing things as they are, not worse than they are. This requires accurate thinking, which many human beings are very bad at when it comes to your own personal situation because we are too emotionally connected to it. This is why you need a coach. This is why you need some truth tellers in your life. Number two, second piece of the triad is there is nothing I can do about it. You are completely powerless and disempowered in the situation. Here's the fix to that. Condition yourself with empowering language and not just when you get in a challenging situation. This is the way that you talk to yourself consistently. This is what we call thinking. All thinking is the self-conversation you're having all day, every day. You should probably control that because it controls 85% of your thoughts. And number three, third piece of the triad is there is nothing positive in my future is not going to get better. If you can't see light at the end of the tunnel, this is when people get 
not only depressive, but suicidal. And worse is the final piece nail in the coffin when it comes to depression. How do you fix this? is, as I said, write out what you want your life to be like. Everything you want to be in your life, just write it down. Don't think about how you're going to do it or if it's possible or if you're capable. Just write everything down. Remind yourself of what you wrote down consistently and then go out and live what you wrote down. I wrote my book, The Mental Workbook, to help you with this. Get it at workonmygame.com slash workbook. Another thing I'll tell you to do here is go to your phone right now. You already got it in your hand. Text me, 305-384-6894. I send you a daily motivation text every single day. That's something else that'll empower you, but you got to take what I say to you you got to say it to you. It's much more powerful when you say it to yourself. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number. 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge. 305-384-6894.